the whole reason I even looked it up was because I wanted to take responsibility for my life because I wasn't happy with the way I was feeling. And I knew if you don't change something, you're just going to feel that way another month or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I just finally decided to do it. And um, I don't know. It's, it's amazing the changes. Physically, I didn't see a lot of change, but. And it's mental changes that are not obvious, but it's as time goes, you realize the things that have changed and the different ways you think. Yeah. Well, along the way, however, like after you doing this entire program, which again, I think we need to underscore here, like you, you did phase one, two, phases one, two, and three. Right. And... I don't know anybody else who's even completed 75 hard. You know, it's, it's hard. And so by being super disciplined and doing the entire program, like maybe there would be small changes, but I mean, in the long run, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like you're so wise now. <laughs> we have these in-depth <laughs> conversations and I'm just like, wow, like you're so always enlightening me to something else. And also, you know, like even just one little thing, I, you were always very patient and kind with me early in our relationship. Um, and definitely through like when I was having a lot of my hardships mm -hmm. and I feel like today, if I had come to you with those same things, you would have come to me with the same like patience and kindness, but also with some sternness. And, I think you're right. You yeah. know, and some um, like urging of me to take responsibility and instead of like moping and complaining and whining and and hoping for a change. Right. Like to actually take some action. Right. There's just like a different a, a different air about you. Like it's a confidence thing and it's a. Well, he talks about in the program fortitude and grit. And, yeah. And I really. I mean, I see that, I guess. Yeah. Now that you mention it. Uh-huh. Um, I try to always be kind. and I don't think you try. I think you well, are. Well, I just, <laughs> you know, I think that that's how God wants us to be. Mm -hmm. And we want to be loving to everybody. Mm -hmm. But then people are stupid, too. <laughs> you know, like, you just have to realize some people are just in a different category yeah they're either ridiculous or they're just like ignorant and stuck in their ways right. or you know or and just I mean misguided. I'm sure I have things that people think are stupid also but well, we're all human and you know life is hard mm -hmm. and nobody is exempt from hardship mm -hmm. you know I see so many people a day and the mm -hmm. stories I hear is just um, it's overwhelming sometimes mm -hmm. to know what people are going through. Mm -hmm. If you don't stand up and take control of your life and do what you want to do mm -hmm. and take care of yourself mm -hmm. and take care of those around you, mm -hmm. you're not going to make it. I mean, either mentally or physically or it's just the suffering will continue. Right. I mean, do you, did you have that same belief at the beginning of this? Because, I mean, I just... Yeah. 
I did. I guess I just, I've always been so quiet. Yeah. You know, I don't like to speak out uh-huh. unless somebody asks their opinion. Mm-hmm. I guess I just feel like people have to realize that now. Like, mm-hmm. you deserve to know that. Even if you don't realize that, you deserve to know that life is valuable. Mm-hmm. And you've got got to, like, take it in and just live. This ain't no game show. This is life. I am the incognito athlete, and I have so much to gain by losing 100 pounds. Are you with me? Let's do this. What is up, good people? Thank you for coming and joining me today on the Incognito Athlete Podcast. I'm Erica, and this is my 100-pound journey. I'm always happy to have my faithful listeners back, but if this is your first time listening, thanks a whole bunch. Let me fill you in on what is going on with the Incognito Athlete podcast. So again, I am on a mission to lose 100 pounds after putting in a lot of work to uh, put my body in an unhealthy state. I am doing everything that I can to learn about healthy, sustainable living and how to actually take care of myself along the way. I'm sharing all of this good information with you. These kinds of things might be mindset lessons, fitness tips, and nutritional discoveries. Today's episode is one that I've wanted to do since I started this podcast last year. I'm interviewing my best friend, Dolly Baker. Why is Dolly important? Well, she's important to me for many, many different reasons, but for you... She is somebody who has an incredible story to share. Not only has Dolly been on her own wellness journey, which includes bodybuilding, physique competitions, and even joining CrossFit, she also just recently completed the Live Hard program. Now, that program might not ring a bell with you, but maybe this one will. 75 hard. Oh, yeah. The Andy Frisella program on mental toughness is actually a year-long endeavor. When she first decided that she was going to do this, I thought she was nutso. In fact, I even tried to do it once. And I say try and air quotes big time. So in talking with Dolly, I'm really looking to dive deep into what she got out of this experience. Just to remind you, 75 hard includes a lot of critical tasks, two of which are two workouts a day. That's one of the major reasons I had trouble with this program. I kept saying to myself, who the heck has time for this? Well, Dolly did. And she is going to talk to us about her wellness journey what inspired her to do 75 hard and then live hard, the surprising uh, challenges and discoveries that she learned along the way, tips for people who want to focus on their mental toughness and do this challenge as well. And she is going to talk about some very life-changing lessons that she learned as part of doing this challenge. Now, what's kind of interesting about this is I recorded this episode a few weeks ago, and you'll hear in my voice how 
uncertain I am and skeptical I am of this program. But if you listen to my last episode, you will know that I also recently committed to doing the 75 hard challenge. I'm actually on day 10, just completing day 10 of the program. And I have Dolly to thank for it. It almost seems fortuitous that she should sit down with me, talk to me about this program, teach me about this program, and then inspire me to focus on my own mental toughness, to really muscle through the second half of my 100-pound weight loss journey. I really have her to thank for this. So thanks. Shout out to you, homegirl. Love you so much. One thing I'm going to do while completing the 75 hard challenge is simplify my format a little bit. I typically do a pretty full week in review, touching on some things that I learned, some things that I achieved, anything that's going to help you along the way. And then I dive into a topic of the week, wrapping it up with my weekly weigh-in. I'm going to condense this a little bit just to provide myself a little bit more time to complete the critical tasks that are necessary for the 75 hard challenge. I appreciate your patience and understanding as I do that. I have zero intent on starting this thing over. I mean, even the thought of going back and doing these 10 days over again just makes me ill. And I'm really kind of eager to share with you my own revelations along the way. Before we do that though, I think it's really important that you hear about Dolly's story. The interview that you're about to hear is a bit of Dolly's backstory and then her um, experience with 75 Hard. What's very cool is Dolly talked with me for a whole nother hour and she ex explained everything that she experienced in doing the Live Hard Challenge. That interview is going to come in a second part next week. So listen along, get what you can from Dolly today, but do remember and remind yourself to tune into next week's episode for the full story about what live hard is really like. I mean, I don't know anybody else who's done the whole program, so you're not going to want to miss it. So I'll tell you what's not going to be hard. It's going to be taking a drive down Front Street and interviewing my bestie, Dolly Baker. <laughs> and we're going to chat today about her experience with the 75 Hard Challenge. Hey, Dolly. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Heck yeah. So I have a million questions and I've, I've experienced parts of this with you along the way. But I think there's so much to talk about. And I feel like maybe we just start from the very beginning. Like, how did you even learn about 75 Hard? So 75 Hard was created by Andy Frisella, mm -hmm. who's an entrepreneur. Um, one of my friends had a cookbook that his wife created. Her name is Emily Frisella. Okay. So I was following her. And I kept seeing the 75 hard in her stories, the, like the daily checkoff. And I finally started researching to try to figure out what it was, looked it up, went on the website, saw everything that it entailed mm -hmm. and it wasn't grabbed immediately, but it was in the back of my head and I just 
kept kind of thinking about it and wanted to do something. It was about, not necessarily about physical uh-huh. change, but mental change. And right. I was just in that spot where you feel like every day is the same. Okay. And you just know that's not the way it's supposed to be. You yeah. needed a change in your life. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I almost wonder if I should pause a quick second and maybe you should even discuss like who you are and what your life has been like as far as like wellness and health and fitness too, because, you know, maybe you were experiencing a little bit of like the mundane for a minute, but from my perspective, you're not really that type of person. You're, you've been pretty active in your life. So would you mind just sharing with people about that? Yeah. Um, I started my journey with fitness, I guess, when I was 15, um, I started working out a little, you know, Mm -hmm. my brother is older than me and he always worked out and went to the gym off and on. And he always had muscle magazines in his room Uh and I would always go in there and look at him. And it was just amazing to me, the shape and the leanness and everything Mm -hmm. even the women which most people don't like the way muscular women look but Mm -hmm. I was just amazed that's what started me working out and other than three years I moved to Indianapolis in my 20s and I think that was about the only time that I really wasn't consistently working out Mm -hmm. um but then which you is know, pretty typical for anybody in their 20s, I think. Yeah. I mean, I was not working yeah. out in my 20s. I was doing a lot of stuff, but not working out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, you know, the diet, the nutrition, all that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about any of that, right. really. Yeah. And then, so on went time, and I decided I wanted to compete in a bodybuilding competition. Yeah. There was a lady, Amy, in town. She's well-known for bodybuilding. Mm -hmm. And I went to her gym and just talked to her about it. And Uh she was like, yeah, let's do it. She led me through everything. And I competed in bodybuilding and physique for, I would say, maybe eight years. Wow. Um. That's a long time. And some years it might be one competition, some yeah. years two or three. Yeah. And just local stuff, nothing mm-hmm. major. But um, so then, you know, you learn the diet part. Mm-hmm. And then through that, you get into, I think it can create eating disorders. Yeah. Because you're so restricted on mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. So then, you know, after you do your competition you just start eating whatever yeah is that what you that's what I did yeah um I remember the very first show I did I packed a cooler and had it in the hotel room and it was full of all kinds of shit <laughs> just everything you know yeah. all the snack stuff the celebratory that you stuff. couldn't have yeah and so then it was you know a journey of recognizing that that was an issue mm-hmm. and you know, times of throwing food away so you don't eat it. Yeah. Even times of I've thrown food away and then got it out of the garbage can. Uh-huh. Because yeah. it was still in there, you know, and it wasn't touching anything. So yeah. I'm like, Those well, Cheetos in that bag yeah, are still good. Yeah. I know. I, I, I've i done it too. So. Um, <laughs> Not my finest moment, but yeah, it's 
it's, it's a reality. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's that's the thing. Like, I think eating disorders, like people go right to like straight anorexia or bulimia or something like that. But you're right. There's some sort of like disordered relationship with food mm-hmm. that can happen. Um, did you like, you know, did you have a similar childhood too, where you, you know, re- was eating a lot of packaged foods and oh yeah, processed stuff? Um, I was raised on baked yeah. goods. You yeah. Know? I think it was like every Saturday. My dad would go get donuts. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, cakes, bakery cakes, uh-huh. every birthday. Uh-huh. Sometimes even not for a birthday, like mm-hmm. something ridiculous, like somebody bought a new car. <laughs> Just celebration. Any yeah. chance to get that cake. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and you know, you learn this stuff as a child mm-hmm. and nothing against my parents, mm-hmm. but... It's just not for me. Yeah. You know, and you come to find that out. Mm-hmm. And life is mm-hmm. a lot more than that. So what I think what's interesting to me, too, about your experience in competing is you stuck to the plan. So you're, you're getting coached by Amy. She gives you the plan. And I think despite the fact that you, you know, had some habits you know, like stemming from when you were younger, you stuck to her plan and you were successful for well, eight some years. There was a time, and I can't tell you when in the midst of all that was, mm-hmm. you know, because she would look at me and check out everything weekly or whatever leading up to shows. Is that like your 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 fat percentage and or stuff just like that? Like or? You'd put on your suit, yeah, and she'd check everything out. Wow, I mean, she's really good at eyeing yeah. what's going on. Oh my gosh! And I remember, <laughs> um, talk about scrutiny. <laughs> <laughs> One day, I worked for her part time. Also, okay, and she came up to me and she said, and this was just out of nowhere. She said, "Are you binging?" And I was like, "Oh shoot!" Wow. And it was immediately. I said, "Yes." I mean. Yeah. Because it was almost like, you know, that cry for help. You want somebody to know, but you don't want to admit it. Yeah. But then when somebody comes to you, it's like a relief almost. Like, you know, like, okay. Because you well, all, that's out. And so. you also know that she's the person that could probably help you. Right. Too. So right. it's not someone who's going to be, like, judgy. Right. Yeah. From then on, it was just kind of working toward strengthening mentally and mm-hmm. just getting your crap together. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean... That's also easier said than done. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. So I think the one thing that I've learned about you over the years is that you do have a very determined and or disciplined mind. Now I do. Well, you know. <laughs> or maybe, I'm trying. You've been, well, you know, maybe you've been like sharpening that tool over the years. So maybe when you were 22, you know, you were, you know, still kind of binging on snacks and stuff. And I don't say that in any judgmental way because I've done that in the last oh, yeah. few months. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> but um, I can't wrap my head around that competition lifestyle because I just find my discipline muscle to be like weaker. And maybe that's me being judgy on myself or not giving myself enough credit or whatever, but I just feel like that takes so much determination. You know, you have to really want it. Right. And yeah. and I was fortunate enough to go see 
like your i think it was your yeah. last competition yeah. that you did and i was blown away i was just so impressed with your performance and your presence you come across to me as a really humble person and so to see you own your presence right. was really super cool yeah it's crazy um yeah to be on a stage in a bathing suit uh, but that's weird. A, but that's not it. Like you're dancing. Well, I and... know, but it's just like to <laughs> even think about what's happening. Yeah, it is crazy, and that's like twenty weeks. Usually, is what I would diet mm-hmm. for a show. Okay, so that's just I don't know. It's a lot of time to talk yourself out of it. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, you and I've discussed. Mm-hmm the mental aspect. Yeah. So I guess I just had that desire to do that so much. Mm-hmm. It just really. Well, I think that just says that's like the answer then, you know, like the desire has to outweigh the comfort of the potato chips or right. the cake. Right. I suppose, you know? And so like, when does that tipping point come in or, you know, like honestly, Dolly, I would probably be really Maybe this is, I feel like I'd be really happy just eating pizza and salami and cheese and soda and stuff every day. But you wouldn't. But, you know, as I say that, and you know me enough to know that after a day or two of that, it gets old. Right. And there is an effect on our mood and the way we feel like, I feel like, um, not heavy in like a overweight way, but like black cloud weight, yeah. laying on top of you. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like kind of weighed down and just tired, lethargic and you know, those kinds of things. So like, I don't like feeling that way. Right. And so there is an incentive to not do those things and to watch the drinking too. I, I don't know. Like, can we say maturity comes into play too at some point? Right. I feel like it wants just forming habits, you know, the habits that we've learned from childhood that mm-hmm. seemed normal to us. Mm-hmm. Well, once you get out of that and yeah. you start going toward actually taking care of yourself and yeah. moving and having a clean inside, yeah, which then turns into a clean outside, it's just forming that habit. And then you realize how much better you yeah. feel and you look and just clear-minded maybe that's where the clash is for me like the conflict or whatever the internal conflict because it's like i really love me some pizza but it makes me feel like crap and so like um i'm like feeling the feelings of the childhood and how good it tastes to eat lebanon bologna but then you know hours later when my feet are puffy and i feel like weighed down and lethargic then my adult like mature mind is like what did you freaking do right and so it's like back and forth back and forth the yo-yo or riding the roller coaster or whatever metaphor it is then that's that's where that conflict is and then maybe at some point you know we we do finally after reinforcing our mind enough stop yeah (laughs) just don't want the lebanon bologna anymore totally different lifestyle it, yeah for you're sure. not running around like you were when you were a kid and you have to think about your work and right. think about your family what you need to do in the house just yeah it's just a whole nother 
Well, and that brings us back to the the start of our conversation. So I kind of started in the in the middle and then took us back, but we're we're back to, you know, where you found 75 hard and you were experiencing life, mm-hmm. adult life, responsibilities, right. you know, family life, the challenges that we've all experienced in the last couple of years. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, and yep. so so you find this and it sparks some sort of curiosity with you. But like, what made you be like, I want to do this thing. I um, mean, and perhaps maybe we even should remind our audience what the, the plan is. 75 hard. Yeah. Well, the commitments. So I just finished live hard, mm-hmm. which is the complete year. Right. 75 hard is the beginning. So it's 75 days. You have to do two 45 minute workouts. Mm-hmm. separate from one another mm-hmm. and one of them has to be outdoors mm-hmm. you have to drink a gallon of water mm-hmm. you have to do a daily progress pick not necessarily to see your change just like something you have to accomplish you have to do a diet of some sort mm-hmm. with no cheat meals and no alcohol mm-hmm. there's no strict diet guidelines mm-hmm. but just like use your brain be healthy you know make good choices yeah don't be, <laughs> don't be a dummy yeah <laughs> um and you have to read 10 pages of a non-fiction book okay so looking at that i think that was part of the weight on 75 hard like not starting it immediately was thank god i kind of keep up with the food and the exercise naturally now yeah it's kind of just a habit that's yeah. formed I kind of wasn't really worried about it, Mm -hmm. but then I knew it was a challenge because it's every day. Mm -hmm. You don't get the weekend off. You don't get to do, you know, only one workout today because you got something else going on. Mm -hmm. You have to do these every day for 75 days. Yeah. And if you mess up, you go back to day one. Right. It was in the back of my mind and... I asked my husband if he wanted to do it, and he did not. So, <laughs> But, you know, I mean, it's like the whole reason I even looked it up was because I wanted to take responsibility for my life because I wasn't happy with the way I was feeling, and I knew if you don't change something, you're just going to feel that way another month or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I just finally decided to do it, and um, I don't know. It's... It's amazing the changes. Physically, I didn't see a lot of change, but. And it's mental changes that are not obvious, but it's as time goes, you realize the things that have changed and the different ways you think. Yeah. Well, along the way, however, like after you doing this entire program, which. Again, I think we need to underscore here, like you, you did phase one, two, phases one, two, and three. Right. And I don't know anybody else who's even completed 75 hard. You know, it's, it's hard. And so by being super disciplined and doing the entire program, like maybe there would be small changes, but I mean, in the long run, I feel like. I don't know. I feel like you're so wise now. <laughs> we have these in-depth <laughs> conversations and I'm just like, wow, like you're so always enlightening me to something else. And also, you know, like even just one little thing, I, you were always very patient and kind with me early in our relationship. 
um, and definitely through like when I was having a lot of my hardships mm-hmm. and I feel like today if I had come to you with those same things you would have come to me with the same like patience and kindness but also with some sternness and you're right you know and some um like urging of me to take responsibility and instead of like moping and complaining and whining and and hoping for a change right like to actually take some action right there's just like a different a different air about you like it's a confidence thing and it's a well he talks about in the program fortitude and grit yeah and, and i really i mean i see that i guess yeah that you mention it uh-huh um i try to always be kind and i don't think you try i think you well, are well i just <laughs> you know i think that that's how god wants us to be mm-hmm. and we want to be loving to everybody mm-hmm but then people are stupid too. You know, <laughs> like you just have to realize some people are just in a different category. Yeah, I guess. they're either ridiculous or they're just like ignorant and stuck in their ways right. or, you know, or and just I mean, misguided. I'm sure I have things that people think are stupid also, but well, we're all human. And, you know, life is hard. Mm-hmm. And nobody is exempt from hardship. Mm-hmm. You know, I see so many people a day, and the mm-hmm. stories I hear is just—it's um, <laughs> overwhelming sometimes mm-hmm. to know what people are going through. Mm-hmm. If you don't stand up and take control of your life and do what you want to do mm-hmm. and take care of yourself mm-hmm. and take care of those around you, mm-hmm. you're not going to make it. I mean, either mentally or physically, or it's just the suffering will continue. Right. I mean, do did you have that same belief at the beginning of this? Because I mean, I just yeah, I did. I guess I just I've always been so quiet. Yeah. You know, I don't like to speak out uh-huh. unless somebody asks their opinion. Mm-hmm. I guess I just feel like people have to realize that now. Like, mm-hmm. you deserve to know that. Even if you don't realize that, you deserve to know that life is valuable. Mm-hmm. And you've got got to, like, take it in and just live and do what you're here to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Everybody's got a purpose. Mm-hmm. And if you're just sitting around eating pizza and drinking beer and playing video games, I mean, what are you accomplishing? Mm -hmm. What can you do? I mean, an hour even a day. What can you accomplish in an hour? Mm -hmm. A lot. But people just don't want to take that step to do anything out of the ordinary. Mm -hmm. It's easy to be sedentary. And, you know, so I think, I, I wonder if there's like a fear behind that, you know, because if I, I mean, here's a good example, like Frank and I bought a guitar for him today right, yeah. and the man is 35 years old and he loves music. Mm-hmm. He sometimes has trouble keeping the beat, but he is so passionate about it that like he's just going to go for it. And I said to him, I was like, what is the risk? Right. A few hundred dollars, right. you know? 
if if you decide that you don't like it, it's not what you expected. You want to try a different instrument, then we sell the thing, or you know, right. you know, whatever. Like, just try. You know, give it give it a go, and, and instead just of the wondering, fact that you supported him enough to do that. Risk versus reward. Yeah, and so I mean, even like, even though I'm not the one taking action and learning an instrument, like I do, I, I will say, like I'm I'm proud of myself to be the kind of partner that's going to encourage him and in that way i think that's an action right in some way it is an action as well because Mm -hmm. it's encouraging somebody else so could you sit on the sofa and read with your kid as opposed to watching tv you know so like that's a contribution right i feel like this is like your major takeaway from this whole experience I don't mean to run to the finish line because I want to hear about your entire experience, but you know, it sounds to me like you have something to say and like, this is how you feel having gone through this whole journey. Right. I still feel like I have so much inside of me that wants to come out. Yeah. And I guess it'll come out when it's supposed to, (laughs) (laughs) but I just, yeah, like just tired of wasting time, you know? Yeah. There's just so much. I mean, simple things like if somebody calls me, you know, I like to text. I don't like to talk on the phone. And I would almost have this fear if somebody calls me. Mm. Part of the program, you would have to do um, critical tasks. And it's like not like brush your teeth, stuff you are going to do anyway, Mm -hmm. but like go get your tire checked because it's been leaking or Mm -hmm. make a phone call or send an email, you know, something that needs to be done that maybe you're putting off yeah and even something as simple as like answering the phone even if it's a conversation that i'm trying to avoid Mm -hmm. what are they going to do they're a person yeah so what am i afraid of it's just the silly things that you just build up in your mind and you almost create your own problems Mm -hmm. from the thoughts that you have yeah and you just have to like break that crap down and just start doing shit. Yeah. I, that is something that I've seen from you or heard from you recently that really hit home for me because procrastination has led me down a path of making up stuff in my head mm-hmm. that isn't true. Right. Or at least I don't have information, like enough facts on. It has fostered fear. Right. It has held me in a small place where I don't believe in myself. And like all this stupid stuff. And so it's like, you know, if I haven't talked to that person in a while and I'm feeling bad, then like send a text, pick up the phone. Right. Or like if I feel like I've been neglecting my car, call and make a freaking appointment right. and stop dilly dallying about is it. That? How hard is that? And literally, it takes like two minutes. Uh, like literally. Yeah. And because there's been times when I'm like, okay, I'm going to say how long I was on the phone with this person. Yeah. And it's like a matter of minutes. Uh-huh. And you feel so much relief afterward. Yeah. The energy that we put into trying to avoid things or thinking about, well, this person did this, so I'm going to, you know, I'm mm-hmm. going to pay them back by not replying or whatever mm-hmm. bull crap. Mm-hmm. The energy is so wasted mm-hmm. when we could just resolve the issue and move forward with our life. So are you saying that the 75 hard is maybe not that hard? <laughs> because I mean, if we apply that philosophy and we say, okay, 
you know, two 45-minute workouts a day. And I'm sure they don't have to be, like, you know, exhaustingly intense. Like, you could probably just go for a walk or something, right? right? You just make it happen. Right. Because right. we have control to do so. It's as hard as you make it almost, I guess. So it's maybe only hard if and we say I do, so. <laughs> you know, I guess I have a a heads up because I already do have the diet. I didn't really change things much because mm-hmm. I try to eat good all the time anyway. Yeah. I did make sure I didn't do my things that I let myself get away with. Sometimes. Yeah. Alcohol, what are those things? Okay. You know, whatever. Yeah. The hardest thing about that is when everybody else mm-hmm. is looking at you, wanting you to join them. Yeah. But whatever. You yeah. Know, it's my party, not theirs. <laughs> so. <laughs> I but, love that. Um, that needs to be a bumper sticker or t-shirt. And you know, <laughs> the weather here, sometimes it would rain. Yeah. But nothing major. Mm-hmm. I mean... Um, we have a smartphone. You can like check the weather forecast, right. you know, so you, you maybe do your outside at 7 a.m. instead of 7 p.m. Right. Right. You just make a plan. We did spend, um, part of, I think it was the first part, 75 part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, weren't you on vacation? We went to Florida. Yeah. For part of it. Yeah. And I mean, got up and did a workout in the morning mm-hmm. and I mean, it's nothing. If you know you're not where you need to be mentally, Mm -hmm. I think you should do it. I think you've made the point of the program is that, you know, it's something that is pushing. One of these things is going to push us outside of our comfort zone. Right. At least one. And that's going to be, quote, difficult. Right. Because it's something different. However, if you make the plan and do it, then like whatever. Right. And, And so... You know, they say like a habit and 21 days or 30 days or whatever, right. whoever's saying it, you know, so I would think that after you're probably seeing some new habits. Right. Is that true right. for you? Yeah. So, okay. You already were doing pretty well with your nutrition. You actively work out maybe four or five days a week mm-hmm. already. I I remember you had to have that big water jug yes. with sleeve. I always have it, yeah. usually. Yeah, and you we carton that around. So, like, what was hard or different or unexpected in your first seventy five days, the first phase? I guess a progress pic. Oh, really? Because I've never been one to take pictures, even when I was getting ready for shows. Uh-huh. I would never document it for some reason. Really? Really. Oh, that's interesting. You just relied so, on your coach. Yeah. And I just did it. And if you're doing everything you're supposed to be doing, what else can you do? You know? Yeah. So. You were probably saving your sanity by not dwelling on it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> what little I had left. Oh, dear. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, so that was odd. Like, that's awkward to me. To And I'm just not a selfie person anyway. Mm-hmm. But. But I mean, became a habit. So yeah. So what came of that? Did you gain anything by doing the progress picks? Like mentally, emotionally, whatever. Like anything. I guess I paid more attention. Like I started trying to look for mm-hmm. differences. Mm-hmm. And like I would look, depending on what time of day I took the picture. You know, mm-hmm. after you've ate or mm-hmm. have had a gallon of water, mm-hmm. how your stomach looks, you yeah. know, just little things like that. But well, you are already fit, you know, and 
I don't know if you would say you're competition ready right now, no. but but you're you're a fit person. I've always known you to be so. So I mean, I can imagine that those progress picks are maybe not going to be as effective or have the same effect rather but right. maybe it might have on someone like me that like has a desire to change my physique and has room to right. change yeah you know right yeah um so yeah i think that's very important mm -hmm. for some people for sure yeah what might be some of your most memorable moments from your first phase did you have to restart it also did you ever not um i had to restart phase three you did okay but for phase one i think it was in november phase one i did all the way because there's no damn way i was going to restart that over you know <laughs> so i ended up getting the app which is like 4.99 or something okay i recommend the book and the app if you're oh really do it, which you don't have to buy either but the book's got more you know, it's just informative. Okay. And it's got Andy's story in there, and he has andyfrisella.com, and it's, mm -hmm. I mean, he's got a great story. Okay. So you can select your end of day time on the app. Okay. And mine was midnight, just because. And I know one day that we had been with some friends, and we got home late, and I was going in to finish checking off everything. Mm -hmm. And it was like 1 a.m. And I was like, oh, crap. But it let me just go in there and like manually. Mm -hmm. So that was scary. But uh. um, and then there was a few nights in the last phase where they were having glitches with the app. Oh, so it would not let me check off. Oh, and I was like, oh, no. The next morning, it let me go in mm -hmm. and check everything off and it didn't mess anything. It feels to me like. You're just so honest about it. Like, you weren't like, oh, I, you know, I did a 20-minute walk. That counts. You know, like, you didn't. Well, you can't. Why would you? Well. If you're going to do this, why, you know. I think that's. We lie to ourselves every day. I so, know. if I'm signing up for something. Yeah. <laughs> and buying the app. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. You have a little money invested. And, and like, I guess that's why I didn't. It took me a minute to do it, you know, because I wanted to make sure, like. Okay, we're doing this. It's just so easy it is to easy. lie. Like, you know, um, oh, well, I had a salad. Okay, well, what was on it? Well, I had olive salami cheese, right. you know? And so it's kind of like, it's like cheating. And, but like, I, I have a history of letting those things slide. Mm -hmm. You asked me before we hit record, like, have you been drinking? And I totally did last Sunday when we did our other podcast. And I had such a good well, streak. I did last Sunday too. Did you? Oh. <laughs> but I felt like crap the next day. I, yeah. Oh yeah. I was. I felt like ugh, my skin was even like yes. dried up. It was weird. Yes. Ugh, gross. But like, just always making excuses. Like, oh well, we're having this special event, or it's a party, or I deserve it, or la la, la. or it was close enough, you know. And like, I think that's a really good point that like we. And I, I guess you can't really make a collective statement on that, but like I have a history of lying to myself and cheating myself. Well, and I did to you know I did it at one point, and yeah, I used to do cheat meals. Like I think most people when they're prepping for a show will do a cheat meal mm -hmm. like once a week. Okay, 
Well, mine would be more like a cheat day. Yeah. And it was like Groundhog Day. Okay. Like every week. Oh, it's yeah. Like we're not getting anywhere. Uh-huh. That's, so that's exactly how I feel. You just have to cut that out. Uh-huh. And when you see that, okay, well, that was a problem, obviously. Yeah. So. The cheating isn't working. Yeah. It's not helping. It's, if anything, it's slowing the progress. Right. Or stalling it, at least. Like, yeah. So why bust your hump all week for crap for a burger on right. Saturday? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, I have felt that way, and I would like whine to Frank and be like, you know, I work hard all week, and I get all my workouts in, and I drink all my water, and I'm eating celery and like a like a rabbit, and nothing's changed. But I'm not taking into account what I did on Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. Which, you know, was the opposite. Right. And so, you know, when there's a lot at stake or there's a long journey, like, yeah, those things really make a difference. I feel like you just kind of like made my brain explode a little bit about the like (laughs) the lying to ourself thing. Yeah. You know, and so like if just to land this plane, like to, to say I'm going to do this program and then to think that you can cut corners is, it, it means you're not doing it. Right. You're not doing it wholeheartedly. So you're not going to get what you want out of it. And that's that's one of the things that I've said before about any other coach or program that I've done. I've never done it fully right. as prescribed. I mean, even when I worked with Katie recently, you know, I would cut corners a little bit. Well, I just had a little hummus or... I had beets. They're healthy. Yeah, but they're carbs. Like, and she said not to have that stuff as frequently, you know, so like. So what's the point of even. So what's the point. Discussing it with her. And that's when I got to the point with her. I was like, I hate coming in here and talking about how I keep screwing up. But that's. And only you can change that. I know. And, and I'm not trying to make excuses. What I want to say is it's not. So Amanda would say it's only hard if you say so. You know, and it is a little bit about the mindset and the attitude that you go into it. But I do also think that it is worth saying for pe- to people that this stuff can take time. So don't expect an overnight change. Right. At the very Consistency. least. Just be consistent. Give yourself a little grace if you mess up. But just be know that Andy Frisella ain't going to give you no grace oh, no. in this program. And like I've read some of his stuff. I like you post a lot of his um, you know, small little blog mm-hmm. thoughts and like the guy is no nonsense. No nonsense. And so in a way, like you've kind of had this drill sergeant, you know, talking to you along the way. So is the book one that you read and then you act or do you read it along as you do the program? I mean, that was like a year ago that you did that. <laughs> <laughs> it is broke down into like weeks. Okay. Kind of like the phases you will go through as you go through 75 hard. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. But it's not, you just read it. What are some of the phases? Are you allowed to like uh, give us a sneak peek? So is it, is it kind of suggesting the things that you'll experience along right. the way? Ooh, like. So like. The first week is deep excitement and disorientation. Oh. Next week, discovery, discipline, danger zone. <laughs> then the extermination of excuses. Oh. Exponential explanation and the end for some. I guess most people dip out at that time. Yeah. 
then more massive transformation and the moment of manifestation. Then there's focus, fearlessness, and the flow state, alignment, automation, and anticipation, earned expertise, and the excitement lull, and then the last week going into God mode. Holy bananas. Uh, it's a good book. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get you pumped up for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm very fascinated by this. I learned about it when it was kind of like a fad mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. Can't, I can't really quite remember when it was. It was before the, the lockdown. <laughs> and I think I tried it for like a couple of days and I was like, screw this. Like I had a really bad attitude at that time. And then I, I had a very, I had low expectations for myself. It was almost like I went into it telling myself I couldn't do it. Right. And even as I'm sitting here, I I want to ask you, like, do you think I can do this? No, you can do it. And, th- and see, that's the thing that's so <laughs> silly. That goes back to like, even my experience with CrossFit. I, I interviewed people to see if they felt that I could well, do yeah, CrossFit. Well, yeah, and then you got me to come to CrossFit. I know. <laughs> so I think it's just, it's like, oh my God, just like, don't even freaking think about it. Put a plan in place and make it happen. Okay, so the fact that you even did it successfully and with no restarts, I think is monumental. So kudos to you for that. Thank you. And then you're like, you know what? This isn't enough for me. Well, you have to finish the whole thing. Well, but do you? I well, mean, no, but if it's there, <laughs> it is there. And so you're like, I'm going to take this up a notch and you do phase two. Does it have its own name? It's just phase one, phase two and phase three. Okay. After but it's 75. called, it's called life hard. Live hard. Live hard. Is the complete is the whole, whole shebang. And so when you found out, did you know that it was three phases when you started the first one? You know, I don't remember when I found that out, but I feel like it was, I want to say I'd already started 75 hard because I was like, crap. There's more? There's more. (laughs) And now I have to do it. You know? Why did you have to do it? Tell me your thought process on that. If it's part of the program, Mm -hmm. it's not complete. If it's not. That's fair. To me. Yeah. It's not like there's anything bad going down where you're going to die. You know, Yeah, it's only good things that are coming from it. Like we said, what's the risk? Right. What's the risk that you might have to restart? Right. So it's, um, is it another 75 days? Uh, Each of the phases are 30 days. Okay. So phase one, okay, 75 is the 75 days. Right. And then phase one is... You can do it right after 75 hard, or you can take a break. So wait, there's like four phases then. Total, yeah, oh, counting 75 I hard. had a misunderstanding about that. Okay. Um, and then... Holy bananas. And you're like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to do this whole thing. Jeez, and rice. So I did... What's the goal of, of phase two, or I guess phase one? Is it... Phase like, one is the, the same task. Okay. The original six tasks, uh-huh. the 75 hard. And then you also have three critical tasks, which are like the send an email or, you know, three things you need to get done that day. So you just have to sit and decide what those things are. Right. Um, See, five, that's another way that you could just totally like skirt around it. Oh, yeah. 
He could. Five minute cold shower. Oh. Which wasn't as scary as I thought it would be. I mean. Yeah. I would do the go back to warm water after so I could shave and not regrow hair, you know? (laughs) (laughs) That was my main concern about the cold water. Yeah, or nick yourself. Yeah. But (laughs) and then ten minutes of visualization. Oh really? And that was hard for me. I know I spoke to you kind of about it, I think during Mm -hmm. one of the phases, but Mm -hmm. just never been able to wrap my head. My brain always kind of skirts off somewhere else. Okay. When I'm trying to just sit there. Yeah. So that was kind of a a learning process, I guess. Yeah. And I think that is like a, to me, it's like a next level act. Right. You know, that is not something that we were taught right as kids that's not something that it's almost something that like people don't talk about it's almost as though it's so personal and potentially like taboo or like weird i don't right. know it feels like there's some it's stigma around it yeah so did you find that the visualization got easier or that you were at least i guess had less difficulty in staying focused yeah that's more what i I'm just had at. to be go you know very intentful okay. and just focus okay you know like okay i have to do this let's mm-hmm. do it do you mind me asking like what what visualization you were focused on like what thought or what it would vary from kind of like future house land stuff okay to career mm-hmm. things okay and just trying to like move forward yeah. And certain things in life. Okay. Nice. At this point, are you accustomed to the workouts? Like the two times a day? Or was that hard to get back into again? Uh, no, I mean, those were never an issue unless it was just one of those days where there was just, it was a long day at work. Mm-hmm. And if you had anything else going on and it was just like, I either had to get up super early to get one in, yeah. or I'd end up being doing one, you know, late at night. And mm-hmm. I remember, I guess going back to 75 hard, when we did go on our vacation, we got back that night, and it was, I can't remember what time, it was dark, but I still had a workout to do. Oh, wow. So. After that drive. Yeah, that, that kind of sucked, which I just walked, but it was just. You know, mm-hmm. not ideal, but so I mean, in in the midst of the seventy five hard in the first phase, like, are you at all feeling like screw this? Like, I did enough already. I had days, but not a lot. Yeah, just moments, I guess. Yeah, not days. How do you get past that? You're already in there. Yeah, I mean, just do it. Yeah, like Nike. So, <laughs> what have you accomplished <laughs> if you give up? You know. The whole purpose is mental toughness. And if you're just going to give up, mm-hmm. he talks about um, boss voice okay. versus bitch voice. Okay. So you recognize your bitch voice mm-hmm. and you just shut it down when it's, I mean, that's the easiest way to explain it really. Yeah. Like it's just not worth listening to. Right. Kind of like if there was a, like an annoying person in your college class or like a, obnoxious co-worker like are you even going to give that person attention like you're just going to like tune it out right right? yep 
and just vocally say, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Uh-huh. Yeah. Recently, I talked to Lindsay Lang, who, you know, is a life coach, and she we and I both talked about catch and shift. Yes. And I feel like it's yes. the same kind of concept. You know, you're just like, whoa, wait a minute. Right. Like, I'm not going to listen to that right now because it's not doing me any favors. Right. I don't think we have to chastise ourselves. I think that's where we can start going down a, a dark place of right like ridicule self ridicule yes and you know and all this came in the past few years with all that's went on Mm -hmm. this was like the only thing that i could control (gasps) like everything yeah you know you can only can control so much in your life anyway but like over the past few years that list just grew of just true nobody knows anything about what's going on just yeah you just feel lost Mm mm-hmm so this was a very good focal point of I can do this every day and check this off mm-hmm. and this is a constant and I know it's going to happen unless I don't. Yeah. That's not an option. It's a powerful statement. <laughs> That's not an option. This you're not is like, not an option. You're not like, oh, I want to get to start all over tomorrow. It's okay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think that there's, there might be a place for that. You know, that whole give, give yourself grace kind of thing. But like that can also turn into just an excuse. Right. And I've found myself doing that too. Like, well, it's okay because I'm making a conscious choice, but then it's also like, but is it still helping me? Right. <laughs> or is it just still the same bullshit? Right. <laughs> it's just so easy. Yeah. Just... Do you feel like there's a change of perception about your self-control having gone through this? Yeah. I mean, I feel more focused and I feel like, if I'm not where I need to be in the moment, I can get there quicker, I guess. Mm-hmm. Recognize kind of where I need to shift to. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, because I think it's okay for me to say you and I both like to overthink oh, yeah. things. Yep. So, you know, do you feel like it's easier now to yes to quiet that yep. noise? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut that down. Shut that. Oh, man, yep. these powerful statements. Yeah. I'm going to like, when I edit this thing, I'm going to write all of these <laughs> statements. And I'm going to put it up on my mirror. Like, shut that down. Take control. Shut up, bitch. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Okay, so um, I, I am jumping around slightly, but I'm curious to know the time between the 75 hard and then the phase one. Like, what? what's recommended or like how long did you wait between them? Um, you can do it immediately after oh. I went <laughs> 75 hard. I ended June 5th and I started phase one June 21st. Wow. You didn't wait very long. So if I recall when you finished 75 hard, you didn't have those obligations anymore. And I know what you're about to say. Yeah. And you were, you were having some <laughs> feels. Yes. Can you talk to that? Speak to that a little um, bit? I felt like I kind of hit the bottom and got depressed. Yeah. Like almost immediately. And it's, it's weird. I mean, I did, I didn't have the obligations, like you said, but I was still doing my normal mm-hmm. kind of obligations, I guess. Like, doing things how I would have normally done them beforehand. Mm -hmm. But it was just, I almost feel like you're so focused. And then when you get done, your mind kind of goes into a, it's like when you let air out of a balloon. It is a, just deflate. Yeah. It's, 
it's weird could you almost liken it to like preparing for a wedding or like a big occasion and then like you you see it through it's and done. then it's over yeah and you're like okay now what right which was weird because i knew i was going to the next phase mm -hmm. but i don't know it was an odd feeling and i guess i guess i could have just kept doing everything mm -hmm. you know on the checklist but yeah i mean you were trying to follow the prescription I think that's part of i mean heck maybe that's part of the mental toughness plan you know mm -hmm. is dealing with the aftermath mm -hmm. of coming off of that mm -hmm. and figuring out so then you know each time after that i didn't really have that um when i finished phase three so i was done with the entire program i had a slight bit of it but then as you know five days before that ended kind of a lot of issues with family mm -hmm. so i i don't know if it was part of that also or kind of the whole live hard being over with yeah well who's to say really I, you know i think part of it could just simply be the fact that we're exercising our minds differently and thinking different things and we're challenged and when we're in the midst of a project and like when a project is done right there's going to be some some ending feelings mm -hmm. you know there's there's an end and so then it's like a person could be like missing the high of being involved in something like that right. the you know the thrill of it or the excitement of it or you know, potentially even something as simple as like the routine of it. Right. And I felt like that was maybe something for you. Right. Like I'm just assuming because you are a routine schedule based person. Right. And then also like, then there's potentially like the what's next. Mm -hmm. What else is there for me? Am I just going to go back to my, to use your word, like mundane life. Right. And like maybe a fear or discomfort of that. Right. Like, is any of that? Yeah. And it's like, you, you know, you're kind of in survival mode, I yeah. feel like, almost. And then then it's over. And are the changes going to stick? Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Because, you know, it wasn't for anything other than the fact that I needed change. Mm -hmm. So I don't want to lose that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can start it over anytime. Well, did, I mean, <laughs> did, yeah. But did you get that? Did you get the change? Like, did you, I mean, you, right. We've already said like, you, right. you've, yeah, yeah. You know, you have, yeah. you've grown and like, you yeah. did some stuff <laughs> that was really challenging. Yeah. You know, and it's I'm happy. Crazy. Yeah. I'm happy to see like, this to, big smile on I your face. I have to have you point that out to me, obviously. Well, because yeah. you know how I just, so you don't humble. realize it. I mean, you do when you sit and talk about it, but then it's like. And I guess that's the way it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, change is, that's how change works. Mm -hmm. This isn't something like radical. It's not like a brainwashing kind of thing, but in a way it kind of is. It's a way to just like strengthen your mind muscle. And if you aren't changing, you're not growing, right? Right. I mean, if, if a person doesn't seek to grow and that's the way that they choose to be, then that's okay. Right. But I hear from you, you know, like that's just not you. Right. You know, you want to be a contributor. Yeah. You know, an inspira inspirer. Yep. So. I just want people to be the best they can be and be healthier and happier. And I know. Preach, girl. <laughs> I like, 
I, I see people struggle, you know, and some people I think really enjoy the, you know, the being in the struggle because of the attention that can come from that, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there's the other people that really struggle and really need the help because like, for whatever reason, whether they've created the surroundings for themselves or, you know, they're still stuck in, you know, the only thing that they've ever known, right. you know, their environment, then like, but they're just, just like almost desperate for something different. Right. You know, things like this program, I think could be very intimidating. You know, Andy Frisella likes to cuss and shoot straight and... You know, that could be a turnoff for people, but I appreciate that he is a no-nonsense person. Right. You know, that's one thing I've always liked about CrossFit. I like the, you know, go-get-it girl attitude, the Mm -hmm. beast mode kind of attitude, and that my coaches are hollering at me, and people are cheering at me, and they're not like, you know, just go do your best, you know, go ahead and try you know, I mean, sometimes we're like, yeah, it's good. We just showed up today, you right, know, yeah. you know, and that, that <laughs> that's a good win. But we know we're going to do more than that. Right. So yeah. I don't know, man, I can just talk in circles around it because I still think it's a newish thing for me. Like to just have a strong mind instead of letting my emotions run me. Right. Well, and, you know, going back to the change, I think everybody wants change. People just go at it differently. Yeah. Um, whether it's drinking. Yeah. That you know their escape or drugs. Yeah. Or people will have an affair or you know. Yeah. I mean, people are always trying to change things, just not the most constructive way, I guess, mm-hmm. or the the best option for their mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. The, I, they're taking the easiest option. Right. So, and I mean, I get it. Like. I drank a lot in my 20s, and, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I mean, mm-hmm. and eating is the same way. Emotional eating, mm-hmm. that's a thing. Yep. So, it's just like, you just have to find your your spot mm-hmm. that's best for you and not damaging to your life and the others around you. I know you may not know Dolly like I know Dolly, but man, she is really something else. She and I have been through so much together and she really truly has counseled me a lot over the years. And in the last year, she has just blossomed into this really powerful, strong, patient, passionate person. I'm just overwhelmed in the best of ways by who she's becoming. And it's really a testament to this program. So as I mentioned earlier, In this episode, we will be coming back and finishing our conversation with Dolly next week to hear more about the Live Hard program in its entirety, the full year-long program, and why it has been so life-changing for her. Folks, before I dip out on you this week, I do want to let you know that I did a weigh-in today. I'm pleased, to say the least, that I am sitting at a firm 233 I keep waffling kind of up and down here, um, but I have had one revelation recently that I'm not eating enough. And so I am kind of inclined to think that that's why I've been struggling with the weight loss. Um, And so that's one of those interesting things that 
I think we, as, you know, 80s babies, <laughs> if I can speak for all of you, um, we're used to the cutting calories method. And, you know, you can cut your calories a little too far to the point where your metabolism is just done and not doing anything for us. I'm excited because um, with the 75 hard challenge, it's required to follow a diet and I'm honing in on that by taking what I learned from Laura Hamilton about stacking good habits, as well as getting some metrics to know what I'm eating and to see how those things are affecting my body and my weight loss journey. So because I have some more information, I feel more empowered that I'll be able to come back here next week, especially after these two-day workouts, and have some more progress to report to you. I'll also leave you with one more thought. In the spirit of doing 75 hard, I'm going to throw you another Andy Frisella quote. He says, quote, there are no superhumans, just humans. And what one man can do, another can do. I love this because although I truly idolize Dolly for what she has done, I think that she reminds us that we are all powerful people and that by making a choice, we can really achieve anything. Thank you again for joining me on the Incognito Athlete Podcast. Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Check me out. Subscribe. I have some really good content coming, especially with 75 Hard. I am at incognito.athlete. Share the podcast. Let people know what's going on. This is a passion project from me to you and to anybody else who has been on the struggle bus and really wants to take control of his or her life. Again, thank you so very much. Have a stellar freaking week and stay in pursuit of your goals to be happy and healthy.